What is the DNA of business marketing? How do we market ourselves now and in the future? Brand communications is evolving. Are you? Let's explore together. Spiral upwards. This is Spiral Marketing. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today's guest is another excellent expert. She has a very broad and uh, broad and deep. I'll say she has a broad and deep level of expertise in marketing, and I think it's going to be really great. Her name is Atokatha Ashmond Brew. Atokatha brings over 20 years of experience designing, implementing, and promoting data-driven marketing best practices across the full range of marketing and communications for nonprofit and for-profit organizations. Her most recent role prior to nonprofit HR was as the Senior Director of Marketing and Digital Community Engagement with the International Economic Development Council. Atokatha has also worked with ICMA, the Smithsonian Institution, Integrated Systems Analysts, Inc., and several other social impact organizations. She has also experience. She also has experience in supplier diversity, having built tier one and two tier two minority business relations with Fortune 500 companies. She has represented various firms throughout the National Minority Supplier Development Councils, national and state affiliations. The former CEO of Brand Builder, a full services communications and marketing firm, she has led consultants who are focused on vision and mission mapping, strategic communication, branding, and marketing projects management. Atokatha is a 10-year columnist for Minority Business Entrepreneur Magazine, co-author of two small business publications, Seen and Sustained, and The Balancing Act, an international speaker and adjunct professor. She holds an MBA in international business from Trinity University and bachelor's in communications from Marymount University. Atokatha is pursuing a doctorate in business psychology at the Chicago School of Professional Psychologies in Washington, D.C. Welcome, Atokatha. Wow. Thank you for having me, Carl. <laughs> it's my pleasure. You've got a great bio. Oh, thank you very much. It, it wasn't easy to earn it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> In terms of where you are now, what is your current mission and message as it relates to marketers and entrepreneurs? Hey, so when it comes to my mission for marketers and entrepreneurs, my whole focus is on learning every single day. There's so much that's coming in our direction and what we knew yesterday continues to change. So the more energized we can stay and excited about jumping into what's taking place in the market every day, the better off we'll be. And I'm constantly advocating for marketeers to make sure that they are staying aware and ahead of what's coming down the pike. Love that. The marketeers. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a tribe. It is. Believe it or not, my father calls me that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he, he has for a long time, <laughs> 20 years. Yes. Oh, oh you're the marketeer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's um, it's definitely a fun term that we like to throw around in the tribe. But, you know, people use marketer or marketeer. I'm, I'm constantly using marketeer. Love it. Love it. It's <laughs> uh, it's good. Sometimes we have to be cavalier as marketeers. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, fantastic. So uh, in terms of a a topic that you 
like to speak on and uh, that relates to your message and mission relates to your mission and message what do you think would be good for a a cohesive theme for us to relay to folks related to your mission as I mentioned, in terms of um, staying ahead, staying mm-hmm. aware of what's coming down the pike, um, new trends, key trends that are coming, um, anything AI oriented, anything machine learning oriented, predictive analyst, um, analytics oriented, those are things that I like to talk about. Um, those things I think um, weave in nicely with uh, my own personal mission as a marketeer um, professionally. Um, and I think that would be a cool place to start, um, especially because so much continues to change. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, perfect. That sounds great. Well, uh, to get us there, how did your past lead you to this point in your career? I think it was a natural progression. Um, I started out as a full stack marketer at uh, the Smithsonian Institution, and I started out at the Smithsonian when email marketing wasn't even a thing. So... <laughs> I was, you know, part of a marketing team there, um, and um, we were really experimenting with marketing. I remember the tool that we used; it was called InFlyer, and that was a, <laughs> it was very, very old, right? Um, and uh, that thing, you know, it had some power behind it, but certainly we didn't know all that it could do, but we knew that there was something there. Um, and you know, as marketing. Uh, progressed as a profession, as analytics became much more easy um, to um, to um, get our hands on as marketeers, um, then I was able to uh, build a knowledge base around that. And it's just, gro- it's just grown since then. So analytics is everything right now across all marketing tools that I'm using. Um, and the smarter those um, machines have come, with providing those analytics and helping us to understand those reports and better ways to use our money and our dollars, um, our marketing spend, um, the more um, important it has been uh, become to make sure that we're um, staying ahead um, and understanding um, how to um, get the most out of those um, those types of, of reporting features. Um, and so that's how I have gotten to where I am now and why I can talk about predictive analytics and Uh, machine learning. And that's because um, you really have to be able to function in that space right now when it comes to marketing, because that's the way in which you're reading um, your progress, your success. And it's also the ways in which you're determining how you want to proceed. Love it. Well, that's helpful. And I think in terms of tactics and tips, we probably would do well in giving some background on what those items are and how, because not everybody in the audience may have a full understanding of what machine learning is versus artificial intelligence and especially how it relates to marketing. Could you give a little bit of background with maybe some light definitions on that? Sure. So machine learning really is all about uh, your computer, your systems becoming smarter and smarter based on your past data based on behaviors, uh, uh, the communities in which you're um, building um, content and uh, positioning that content to them and distributing that content to them. And so the uh, more you are able to um, review the ways in which they are responding to your marketing campaigns, um, the more ways um, your systems are becoming smarter and in many cases, um, through the use of variable data, which is 
um, finding ways to position different um, types of services or different types of products to people based on their past trends and based on what uh, those past trends might predict might be a future desire or a future purchasing um, decision for them, that's where machine learning comes in. That's where predictive analytics comes in as well in terms of looking at past behaviors and being able to more accurately predict what the next steps will be. Um, and so some of those tools, you know, like when you go on, for example, if you're using social media in any kind of way and you're wanting to do a campaign on social media, you might get some suggestions on what you um, should consider positioning to this particular audience, how much you should spend in order to capture whatever you believe your um, return on investment should be or what your response rate should be. Um, all of those things are based on historical data. Um, this data, of course, is happening at a very, very quick pace. It's, it's, it's piling up at a very fast pace, um, and it's also projecting at that same time um, uh, opportunities for you to get closer and closer to your goal um, faster and with less money um, and also to drive a stronger impact. Interesting. That's helpful. Okay. So uh, you mentioned social media, buying decisions, and uh, some other items. If Could we give a few rapid tips that might also give context of what kind of tools? That may, if it's helpful, we can break those segments out and talk about tools and tips separately. But I'm wondering... Uh, how you would normally prep a new marketer for, okay, if you're in this field, then you might want to look at this particular resource and case study. Right. Yeah. So I think right now marketing is so great because there are so many different options that marketeers can take. Yes. Uh, and so when you come into marketing, you can decide, hey, I want to go into marketing research, or you can decide I'm interested in social digital marketing. Uh, you could go in the traditional PR direction, which is more on the communications journalism side, but there's still that relationship with marketing. Um, you can still go into that direct marketing space. Um, and you can go into email marketing and just become an email marketing queen. Um, <laughs> there are just so many different, you know, avenues that, um, you can proceed that one can proceed today. Um, in any of those instances, um, there are opportunities to use a basic level, um, foundation and build upon it. I believe that every marketeer, even if you decide that you want to specialize in a particular area, still needs to understand the other disciplines of marketing in order to be able to put it all together. Um, and so in those instances, I think that there are some certifications out there, you know, that help that can help people today. And you can do some certifications through traditional universities, um, but you can also do some online certifications, um, online sites like lynda.com, Udemy, um, you know, and then some of the social digital platforms also have their own certifications as well. Facebook has um, their own certification um, program where you can become a master in Facebook marketing. Um, and then you can take other types of, you know, programs through like Hootsuite and so forth and become certified. I mean, they run, you know, they run, um, the gamut in terms of certifying bodies that can help you build up a set of credentials across various marketing tools. And that's, you know, something that, um, as a decision maker and marketeer, um, um, in, um, in my space. And if I'm in a hiring mode, then I am looking to see that, 
um, candidates have attracted um, some of those credentials to themselves or they're interested in earning some of those credentials. So that's really the base um, of where we should start. I think that those um, types of credentials provide enough practical plus theoretical um, background experience and um, all kinds of um, tools and tutorials um, that give you some real world um, and real life examples uh, that make it easier for you to, you know, take off running once you're um, at an entry level in any of those positions. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate that high level perspective. I think business owners and marketing directors and executives can really appreciate that. If that's the lens that we're looking through at the moment, then what are some of the big keywords that you might look for on those resumes? I would look for uh, someone who has analytics on their uh, resume, someone who has uh, data-driven, uh, someone who has uh, keywords uh, such as research. And um, I would still be looking for things like search engine optimization and an understanding of uh, some of the basics um, that are required uh, to build traffic. Um, whether or not you're trying to build traffic to your social digital channels, you're trying to build traffic to your website, um, or you're trying to gain traction on your direct mail campaigns and um, all kinds of direct marketing campaigns, I would still be looking for those reporting and measuring key performance indicator type words that tell me that you're not only making decisions, you're not only really busy, um, but you're also measuring what you're doing and getting smarter and smarter with every tactic. Love it. That's great advice. Excellent. Well, do you have, I, so I, I don't want to go too low level because I understand that you want, you'd rather manage the people that are turning the, are, are actually getting deep into the specific tools, but in terms of the reports and the, the turnout, the value that you're seeing, are, do you have any favorite softwares or tools at the moment? Uh, any favorite softwares? Um, no, I think that there are just there are just so many. I mean, especially um, uh, from a marketing perspective, I think the ones that make the most sense for me right now are the budgeting tools, um, the budgeting tools that uh, allow me to really drill up and see my spend in real time or live time um, according to um, whatever is you know taking place, what types of campaigns I'm running. Um, and I, I don't really want to give the name of one of these particular budgeting tools, but I have been um, on their beta beta list um, and testing out their budgeting tool, um, which is lightning speed compared to some of the other reporting programs out there um, that help marketeers um, measure their dollars in real time. Because it's just, I mean, if you can only imagine, say you're spending you know, a couple thousand dollars on a social media campaign, uh, plus you are built, you're buying, you know, display ad space, which might be um, ads for, you know, magazines or for publications. Um, and uh, then you're also um, purchasing all kinds of uh, tchotchkes or other kinds of premiums that your, your team might be using for trade shows. You've got all these expenses open and going at the same time. Um, they're closing out at different times. Um, and you have to be very careful um, that you are measuring all those things, not in an Excel spreadsheet, um, but in something that as those dollars, you know, tick down, 
on Facebook or, or Twitter or, or your Google ads um, that, you know, you're seeing real time um, reporting out as well. And so I've, um, like I said, I've been on the beta list um, for a particular budgeting tool that is, you know, really one of my favorites. Excellent. Okay. Do you have any stories as it relates to uh, using these kinds of technologies? Could be a success or a failure with just some with some nice learning points in there. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think that there's um, a story behind um, campaigning. Mm-hmm. And I think um, now is a really, really, you know, interesting time um, when it comes to campaigning. And I can use uh, what's taking place in the news right now, which is the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, COVID-19, and the need uh, for marketeers to run at lightning speed to get information out to their constituencies. And um, the tools um, that my team is using right now um, consist of all social digital tools. um, And the ways in which we're putting that information out is meant to drive folks back to our site um, so that we can continue being a resource for the social impact sector. So um, that Uh, That means that um, the different ways that we're putting materials out um, have to be appealing on the various social channels, and they also have to be appealing on our site and make it very easy for people to navigate. Um, So one example um, is uh, something that we have um, created called a digital information portal for a coronavirus, and that digital information portal Um, is a um, repository of information and resources that social impact organizations can access and um, use that information for their own decision-making capabilities. But getting them back to that portal is the most, you know, important part of that. Um, And that means that we are, you know, using email marketing to make sure we're driving folks there. We're using social media marketing to make sure we're driving folks there. Um, all sorts of um, tactics to make sure that our communication strategy is diversified enough to capture people in the places where they'd like to gather their information. Um, And so um, we've had wild success with that. We've gotten um, some great feedback um, from media. We've gotten some pickups from media. We've gotten a tremendous amount of support from our partners. Um, All of those things stem from one decision. And that one decision was to create a repository of um, information and a place to bring people back to, um, and that for a very, very good reason, um, which is to increase uh, um, an awareness um, for the things that organizations can be doing to keep their workforce up to speed um, when it comes to uh, coronavirus. Excellent. Can you say where that repository is? Absolutely. It's at nonprofithr.com forward slash COVID-19. Okay, fantastic. We'll definitely get that resource included in the show notes as well. But I want to make sure that we capture that now while we're discussing it. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well, that's a fantastic story. And it's really helpful and salient. Hopefully, by the time that this airs, the COVID crisis will be passed and it won't be as much of a concern. Let us hope because I'm hoping that we'll have a summer um, I'm hoping that, I mean, it's like, it's knocking on the door. It's, you know, it's not banging just yet, but summer's like, you know what, you guys better get it together. Cause I'm going to come and go. And, right. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I'm hoping as well. 
um, that we will be on the other side of this soon enough. Likewise. Absolutely. Well, in terms of the future, what is your vision for the future through this marketing lens? You know, Carl, I, if you had asked me that question a month or so ago, I would have had a really strong answer for you. I would have told you that the future of marketing is all, you know, data driven as it already is. Um, but it's even more AI um, that we will be able to um, transition um, from humans having to do things like write copy for emails. And that really would be a smarter process from a machine learning perspective. Um, that's definitely the direction that we had been moving. Um, but as a result of um, what's taking right, uh, place right now, um, I, I don't have um, a clear answer just yet. I know that it's going to um, take us seeing what happens with consumer spending and consumer confidence and seeing how businesses do, um, which businesses, and that's not just consumer businesses, but it's also suppliers, it's software providers, it's everyone. So say a major software provider loses traction because they just couldn't keep their workforce um, healthy. Um, What does that do to all the businesses that depend on them? Um, And so we're not looking at a situation now where um, it's just a subset. It's the global business economy um, and ecosystem uh, that is um, potentially um, going to change as a whole. So all of these moving parts, um, they contribute to the whole. And so as a result, as a marketeer, my only thing um, that I can do is continue working with what I know to be the facts each day. Um, and going day by day, um, trying to predict as much as I can for within that week, not moving too far outside of that because I don't know what's going to happen the following week. Um, like I might have been able to rest on. Um, and then it's just um, watching the trends, watching how um, we recover as a national economy, and then becoming more and more confident in my decision making and being able to plan long term. Gosh, isn't that the truth? I appreciate your mm-hmm. candor. Mm hmm. And it's, you know, I know it sounds grim, but it's really, it's it's true. I mean, it's um, with um, businesses that, you know, you might do business, you might have just executed an agreement with them on yesterday, uh, but they put a statement out the next day and they were a huge part of your strategy. Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, that's, I think that's the, the, the environment in which we're, we're operating. I love that so many businesses are talking about their continuity plans. They're talking about how they have shored up, you know, security and safety and, and um, all sorts of um, key men um, and key women um, solutions should something happen unforeseeable um, even still. And with all that, there's still a huge element of risk um, in the marketplace that we're operating. And so as a result, I think any person um, who's making decisions and spending any kinds of corporate or public dollars um, should be measuring very well and very closely the timelines for which the decisions that they're making are going to land and impact and being able to shorten that timeline as much as they possibly can. Right. Absolutely. We have to stay very nimble. Yes, absolutely. And agile. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, do you have any resources that you'd like to reference that you use to stay sharp in this field? Uh, in the marketing field, no, I'm just on, I'm always on webinars. You know, I really am. I'm always on webinars. I'm always um, reading some sort of, you know, ebook or, you know, listening to some audio book. 
Um, I love um, Sapien, you know, that's, you know, one that, you know, I might have listened to before all this stuff, you know, started to fall, you know, fall out. Um, when when you had time to read, when I had time to read, but you know, uh, between uh, managing the things that we're managing from a COVID perspective, and also studying, you know, I'm myself studying. I'm in I'm in a you know program as you mentioned earlier. So my leisure reading is really slim to none right now. Right. So right, so absolutely, it's, all, you know, it's just um, you know that's a that's a real um, pie in the sky dream that I look forward to. Uh, to being able to enjoy um, later on. But right now, my my attention is pretty focused right now. Understood. Yeah, so I would, for, for in terms of tools um, that I could recommend for others, I would say that, you know, they should be um, staying connected to membership organizations for the tribe, such as um, the American Marketing Association, right? So AMA is putting on a lot of um, informational um, webinars and um, keeping um, the um, profession up to speed, um, organizations like uh, PRSA, um, which is for uh, public relations, um, folks should be making sure that they're staying connected to those communities to see how content marketers and journalists um, are positioning content, uh, making sure that they're up to date on the um, latest and most reliable outlets and um, resources um, regarding whatever their industry is and how their industry is responding um, to the various um, um, outbreaks from coronavirus. So I, I hate to bring it back to coronavirus again, but it really has changed the game so much. I can't tell you um, how much messaging um, has been impacted based on coronavirus. I think that when I look at brand messaging right now, at least 70, 80, if not 90% of messages that are going out from master brands right now is COVID or coronavirus or crisis management related. And I think we're in this space um, at least for another, you know, couple weeks or so. Um, and all of this is, of course, driven um, by the um, rising number of cases across um, the nation and, of course, in other nations as well. Right. When this at the time of recording, we're up to a million cases. Right. So that's what's on people's minds. And that's what we have to remember as professionals is that when we are ourselves working, we are still a human unit. Right? We're still right. a human being. So our thinking is going to uh, project itself onto the ways in which um, we respond to what's happening and, and, and what's and our profession and what we're doing and how we're working. Um, and so, you know, as a result, it's not machines that's doing this for us, whereas machines could remove that emotional factor, that fear factor, that concern factor, and they really could just focus on creating messaging that the machine believes is important. Um, it's the human factor that comes into play and that says, no, I don't think we should be talking about this right now. I think we should be talking about this crisis that's at hand. And as a result, for those who are wanting to make sure they're staying sharp in the profession right now, I think the most important thing is to stay tapped in to what other companies and organizations are doing in the moment right now to stay um, sharp and ahead in their industry. Right. And that with an eye towards empathy for your audience, I'm sure. Absolutely. With an eye toward empathy for your audience, with an eye toward providing value for your audience, um, being supportive, um, and um, most importantly, being a thought partner for them when they need that help. Because many times 
um, some of those organizations um, and companies, uh, they they just haven't been equipped to, you know, to deal with what's happening. I think none of us have. This is an unforeseen, un, you know, fathomable, you know, sort of scenario that we're experiencing. Um, and so as a result, being able to rise to the occasion and be a thought partner, um, I think is very important and it goes a very long way. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, Atokatha, is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up here? No, thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, well, before I let you go, please let us know what is the best place for people to learn more about you and to reach you. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, that's the you know a great social digital channel. Connect with me, Atokatha Ashman Brew. Um, look forward to connecting with your audience. Perfect. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Likewise. <laughs>